the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl. Buckle up and start your engines. This is You Ought to Know with Dave Stahl. With 30 plus years in automotive experience, Dave is here to educate you on everything from repairing your vehicle to the latest industry news and trends. If it's automotive, Dave covers it. It's time for You Ought to Know with Dave Stahl on The Answer San Diego. All right, folks, welcome back. You're listening to the You Ought to Know Show right here on FM 961 AM 1170. The Answer. This segment is brought to you by, as I'm turning pages as quickly as I can, uh, this is brought to you by Hot Rods and Custom Stuff. Nobody takes better care of you than Hot Rods and Custom Stuff. 2324 Auto Parkway in Escondido. Also, uh, Southwest Point of Sale. You're looking for a cash register company, somebody where you can get a cash here and not have to lose it. You just need to check out Southwest Point of Sale. Give them a call, 800-540-2149. All right, let's get this interview going. It's with Jeremy Barnes talking about Mitsubishi and how well they've done in 2021. Take a listen. All right, folks. Hey, well, I've got my good buddy Jeremy Barnes on the line, and we're going to talk a little bit about how well Mitsubishi did in 2021. And if you have not been watching Mitsubishi, you need to get on the program because this company is heading for stardom. How you doing, Jeremy? I'm doing great, Dave. Thanks for having me on the show, as always. So even though last year was pretty traumatic you know, with the pandemic and trying to build cars and what have you, did uh, Mitsubishi's performance surprise you, or was it what you expected? Um, well, to say that uh, it was a strange year would be an understatement. Obviously, everyone everyone's going through the same challenges. Everyone in the world, frankly, is going through the same challenges. The car business has been hit hard. You know, I'm, it's certainly been a tough time. Whether it was um, dealerships that were closed because staff were sick or whether it was local regulations that, that forced them to be closed, or whether it was the fact that people didn't want to, to, to buy a big-ticket item like a car because of so many unknowns in their life. Um, yeah. You know, we, it, we figured it was going to be a tough start of the year, and frankly, it was a tough year all the way through. But I'll be honest with you, some brands certainly beat the, beat the curve and, and did incredibly well. We were very lucky to have been one of those companies that, that did well. The fact remains we could have done better if we had more cars. I mean, the biggest thing our dealer partners kept telling us all year long is we need more cars. And obviously there's this, this global challenge with, with uh, global microchip shortage. That hit us like it hit everyone else. 
Um, the challenge with global shipping logistics, that hit us hard as well. So, yeah, it was a tough year, there's no question. But, you know, look, to get back to the numbers, how did we do? Frankly, we did pretty well. I'd be, I'd be lying if I said otherwise. We did 102,037 vehicles in total 2021. That was up 16.8%, so let's call it 17% over the year before that. It was also the fourth time that we've topped 100,000 vehicle sales since 07. So, you know, it was a solid year by, by pretty much any definition, Dave. Um, very proud of it, very happy with it, uh, and hopefully we made 102,000 people happy with their new Mitsubishi as well. Well, you know, and you're right, and it's a team effort. I don't care if it's a football team, baseball team, car manufacturing team. It's all it's all team related. It starts at the top, works its way down. Uh, you came out with some amazing product in 2021. You know uh, that I think really resonated to the consumer as an alternative to some of the other vehicles out there. You've got the great warranty. You've got great product. And, and I think you hit a couple of really solid home runs. In fact, I can't think of anything that you didn't hit that didn't <laughs> do well you know, as far as the market goes. Now, 22 is a challenge because we, we really still don't know where we're at. I still think we're having a little bit of a chip issue. Mm-hmm. But... The products are still coming, or the products are still being worked out within Mitsubishi, whether they're upgrades, new vehicles, electric, or what have you. So, do you see 22 as as being a positive? Um, Dave, if I knew what 2022 was going to be like, <laughs> I would also tell you which lottery numbers to play this week. Um, you know, look, I, I know I just don't know what the outcome's going to be. Is it going to be easier? We believe that the you know, maybe by the second half, things are going to loosen up a little bit. There'll be more availability, more supply. Um, I, I don't know. I just don't know. I wish some. I wish we did know. We don't. Um, we're certainly doing everything we can, working with our our global teams in Japan and in other markets around the world to source the parts that we need to build the vehicles that customers want. Um, then we're working on shipping logistics to make sure we can get those vehicles to the U.S. Um, you know, there's a global challenge on on uh, containers. You know, if you, you if you can build a part, you can, and, and then the challenge comes: how do you ship it? So then you get a container, and then the challenge is: well, how can you can you get it on a boat? Then the boat gets on the water, and then the question is: well, can the boat dock so that the parts can, the the containers can be unloaded? Then you get the parts and the containers unloaded. And then you say, well, that's great. How do we get it out the port? Then you get a truck to get it out the port. And then there's, do you have a driver for that truck to deliver it to where it needs to be? You know, it's, 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 it's a tough time for everyone right now. There is no question about it. Is 22 better? I sure hope it will be. Um, you know, there's just so many unknowns. Product-wise, you know, we've, we've got, you're right. The things are great vehicle-wise. Our Outlander last year was a huge yeah. success. We, we sold... Um, th- nearly 34,000 Outlanders, um, 25% increase over, tw- over the previous year. And this was the all-new Outlander. That car launched in March. So when I say the full-year sales, you know, really the bulk of those sales were from, say, March onwards because of the launch of the new vehicle. Um, it, that's absolutely going to carry momentum into this year, into 2022. Um, you know, we've got a plug-in hybrid version of the all-new Outlander that will be out in the second half of this year as well. 
nothing but good news on that vehicle as well. So, yeah, it's uh, 22 is going to be exciting for everyone. Fingers crossed that things are better than 21. And, you know, frankly, fingers crossed that things aren't as great as they're going to be in 23. So it's only better every day forwards. Well, you know, I, I mean, we we kind of we as a general public kind of take buying a car somewhat for granted. You just laid out a scenario that would cause anybody to get gray hair trying to get a product <laughs> from point A to point B. You know, I mean, yeah. just those those twelve steps you gave all have stumbability in it, is what I call it. I mean, it, it only takes one to stop the train, so to speak. But one thing I can say about you and your team is that you guys just keep pushing forward. You just, whatever obstacle comes your way, you just push forward. Yes, all the other manufacturers are trying to do the same thing. Uh, it's yeah. nice it's starting with a good product. I mean, that's very helpful when you have people screaming for your product. That's sure a bonus. Is. So, yeah, you know, and, all you, and you're a forever optimist. I mean, you always look at the glass half full, not half empty. So, that's that, and I think Mitsubishi looks at it that way as well. And but yep. the future is 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 unknown, and and that's okay. That just makes your job more more fun to get up in the morning and start again. Hey, Dave, if it was easy, anyone could do it, right? <laughs> but, you know, look, this is this is a good time for us. We uh, the back in um, at the beginning of December, we celebrated the start of our fortieth year in business here in the U.S. So. We started business back in uh, on December the let's see December the eighth, nineteen eighty one is when we were officially became a company in the United States. So we're going into our fortieth year in business this year. So that's another great thing that we've got to to uh, to celebrate. Um, we're going to have some special anniversary model of the Outlander that'll be available oh. later this year, and that along the PHEV is the big news product wise. You know, certainly continuing the 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain warranty that we offer on the vehicle. It's one of the very best you can get in the industry today. That's yep. nothing but good news. Um, you know, it's, it, 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 it's an adventure every day, you know. And we're not a big company, Dave. You know, you know that. Um, we sell as many vehicles in a year as some of the big boys sell in a, in a month. And, yeah. and that's fine. We're okay with that. We're okay with our size. We, yeah, would we like to sell more? Sure. Who wouldn't? But there's a point at which, you know, what makes Mitsubishi special is you pull up at a traffic light in your new Outlander and you look to your right and you look to your left, and chances are the people on both sides of you are driving the same car, but you're yeah. driving something just a little different. And that's something that, that our customers like about owning a Mitsubishi is that, that they don't see themselves coming and going in traffic every single day. No, you're, you're, absolutely, you're absolutely right. Well, Jeremy... Uh, it's always a joy talking to you, and I, and I definitely wanted to get, get you on air for the first of the year. We'll go a couple of months and see how this uh, this automotive world uh, turns, as the, as the soap opera has always <laughs> said. And we'll, we'll, we'll follow back up and, and see how things are going mid-year, if not sooner. And uh, I, I always enjoy talking to you and uh, keep up. Hopefully you're still uh, vintage racing your little Miata. Hey, I'm still doing some racing, absolutely. <laughs> All right, buddy. Well, hey, I'll let you go. And again, thank you very much. Have a fabulous new year. And anytime you've got news, whether Mitsubishi's doing something here in the U.S. to help, you know, the communities, what have you, you know, I'm always open for interviews uh, with that as well.
I love it. Thanks, Dave. It's always a pleasure to chat with you, my friend, and to chat with all of your listeners as well. Take Thanks. care. All right, buddy. Thanks. All right, folks. Welcome back. You are listening to the You Auto Know Show right here on FM. 961 AM 1170, The Answer. This segment brought to you by San Diego Propane. Go to sd-propane.com for all your propane needs and Express Auto Service for all your automotive needs. They work on all my cars. Express Auto Service, LaMesa.com. Dave and Connie, family owned and operated. You'll absolutely love them. All right, we got Kristen Barclay on the line. And you're probably driving one of the nicer cars. I, I really like the the Genesis. How do you like it? Oh, absolutely. Yes. Um, love the Genesis. I haven't been in one yet that hasn't impressed me. Um, you know, much like their uh, their sister company, Hyundai, they seem to pack a lot into a vehicle um, for the price tag. And, mm-hmm. you know, one thing I was thinking about is uh, – you know, with luxury vehicles, as things are getting more competitive and buying experiences have changed, you know, with COVID and shortages and supply and demand, mm-hmm. you I think brands are having to get kind of creative and pushing the envelope to stand out. And I think that Genesis is doing that by caring for their customer, by they're setting themselves apart, by really kind of setting that bar really high for customer service from everything from the shopping experience to the maintenance. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, I I don't know that enough people are familiar with Genesis yet, but they should be. Oh, yes. Um, You know, the the three years of of 36,000 miles of the Genesis service valet care, uh, the three years of complimentary Genesis connected services, um, the fact that you have, you know, the enhanced roadside assistance and, and concierge services definitely set the brand apart. And, you know, you and I have talked about the fact that uh, you can actually call a dealership, talk to them, and they'll bring a vehicle for you to test drive. I mm-hmm. mean, that's just phenomenal. Um, so, yeah, i very impressed with the brand. You know, GV70, this is my first time in one. It's it's a new model. You know, it's 2022, but it's, it's a new model for the Genesis brand. And I think a lot of us have been anticipating their SUVs because they, they did so well with sedans. But, you know, SUVs are kind of what everybody's driving right now. And uh, this thing is is stunning on the outside. It's beautiful on the inside, and it's fun to drive. So, uh, what more can you ask for? You know, they need to do more advertising. They need to get the word out to the general public because I think once they get behind the wheel of this car, and they're looking in that price range with the warranty, how would you? How, how could you not say yes to this car? Well, and you know, yeah, I, I was talking to a, a neighbor of ours who has a, a few Mercedes vehicles, and um, when I had the Genesis sedan, and he said, you know, he's like, I'm just not real familiar with that brand, and I said, you need to be. I said, because they're making phenomenal vehicles, they're packing a lot of technology. I said, you know, for example, this GV70 that I had, had the um, the remote park assist, which to me, you know, houses that are being built these days are trying to pack everything in the space. And so the garages aren't as big as they used to be. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you get your storage and everything. So I think this remote smart parking assist is great, not just for in crowded urban areas when you're trying to find, you know, that last parking spot. Um, but it's also great for when you're trying to get the vehicle in the garage and you don't want to have to squeeze out in between the two vehicles or the vehicle in your garage freezer or whatever. Um, 
I, just, I feel like they're kind of paying attention to um, small details that make it stand apart. For example, it has a fingerprint recognition. Well, do you need that? No. But does it make it feel kind of super cool and fit that luxury image? Yes, absolutely. Um, I really like the niche where you put your phone for the uh, wireless charging because I was like, okay, it, it sinks in. I'm not looking at my phone, so I'm not distracted. I can tell that it's charging, and I'm not worried about my phone. You know, the worst thing when you're driving is, is hearing or feeling your phone go flying across the uh, <laughs> the front of the car and going, oh, great, now i got to figure that out, mm-hmm. uh, you know. Um, but yeah, I mean, and it goes, I mean, it's got a 2.5 liter, the one that I was in had a 2.5 liter four cylinder with 300 horsepower. Uh, you know, you press your, your foot down on that accelerator and wow, there's a lot of pep there. It's it's just, it's fun to drive. It's sporty. Um, it's got a dynamic driving experience and I just, I really enjoyed it. Fascinating that it sits on the same platform as the Genesis G70. And I say that because, you know, it's, it says it's a compact luxury SUV, but it still feels plenty roomy, even though it's sharing the platform of the sedan. Yeah, no, you're 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 absolutely right, and you know you're just as comfortable in the front seat as you are in the back. Yes, I sat in the back seat to to kind of get a feel, and you know another nice touch that I noticed. I don't know if you noticed this, but uh, um, unless you have kids that are going to touch things they shouldn't touch, was that it was neat. If I, I sat in the seat behind the driver. And you can adjust the uh, passenger front seat. You know, it has controls right there on the side, which is nice. You know, a lot of times you're storing something, you're carrying something in the back, and you need some of that extra space. So it's kind of cool to be able to uh, reach over, push the button, and move the seat up. And even if you're not carrying something, car seats these days take up so much room. Um, you know, and a lot of times you don't want your kids kicking the seat because you don't want to have to clean off the footprints or you don't want them bothering if there is somebody sitting there. So I thought it was a, a neat convenience feature there. Yeah, no, you're you're absolutely right. Wow, that just yeah, no, I I really, really, I mean, that's I know it sounds corny, but that's another one of those you don't want to give back. You know, you're the only guy in my life that always says I'm absolutely right, and I wouldn't say always, but you said it <laughs> twice today. I mean, but it's true. I'm starting to feel special, but but it's true because <laughs> it, you do have a very, you've got a great sense for value and, and what the automakers need to present to the consumer. I mean, and I think a lot of it has to do with you and the kids and even Marlon, even though he refuses to talk. But, you know, you (laughs) because you guys are a unique family and and I think you guys, when you get a car, you really sit down and go. I mean, I have, you know, when I send these interviews to the manufacturers, I get responses back all the time. and, And I know they love the interviews. And I do, too, because. And I like Brian's because Brian is a completely different six foot nine, you know, mega monster, you know, that doesn't fit in hardly anything. You know what I mean? Well, and drives in a completely different environment than yeah. what you or I drive in. Yes. You know, um, it, it all comes down to usage. And, and that's, you know, what do we get asked all the time? We get asked, what's your favorite vehicle? Yep. And I'm like, you know, I can answer that, but it's difficult. Right. And I said, and even if I do, it's not going to be the same vehicle that you would have as a favorite because, you know, you're using it differently. I mean, the thing is, you can get into a GV70 for around $42,000. Okay. The one that I was driving was at $50,695. And you know what? I thought that the price was dead on. Mm -hmm. I thought it's, I feel like it's a great price for the luxury you get and everything that's included, the way that it handles, the comfort level. Um, it feels luxurious, 
but it drives sporty. I mm-hmm. felt like it checked all the boxes. Yeah. But you know what? There's some people that are going to go, no. Oh, no. If I'm going to pay that, I want a bigger vehicle, you know? Or I want a Mercedes, or I want, you know, because they want the name to go with it. I'm not as interested in the name as I am in what do I get for my money, and how comfortable are you warrantying the vehicle for the length of time I'm going to be in it. Those are my, I want you to step, somebody tells me they're going to only warranty the car for three years, 36, not good. No, I agree, and especially you know when it, when it's a, a newer brand, Genesis that you know a lot of people, like I said, still aren't familiar with. The thing is, they want your business, right? And one of the issues with a with a brand like Mercedes, and I'm not trying to knock them at all, but no. they've been around, they're established. They don't, you know, you and you see it in their sales, like in their advertising. They're not saying, "Hey, come check us out, come check us out, come check us out." They're saying, "Hey, we've been doing this. You know us. We're here, right?" right? Um, And you see that with their warranty and and their things. I mean, they're not going to give you um, uh, this this Genesis service valet care. They're not going to come to you, pick up your car, have it serviced, um, and bring you a loaner. Mm -hmm. And I know that from experience because we're Mercedes owners. Um, You know, they'll say, hey, come drop it off and we'll give you a loaner. Um, But, you know, they're not going to bring it to you. Mm -hmm. Um, So, again, you know, it, it, it comes down to... The the vehicle, you know, the driving experience, how you're using the vehicle, your price point. Um, the one caveat I will say, and Marlon said the same thing, and, you know, Marlon, this is a big sticking point for him, so a lot of times it doesn't bother me. Um, but he said, you know, with the, the shift knob where it is, because it's a rotary dial, and then the multimedia knob is also a rotary dial. He said, I think you're going to mix the two, even though one has kind of ridges on it. Um, and, and he's right, not just from a maybe you mix the two up. I think you kind of figure out which is which pretty pretty quickly. But from an aesthetic standpoint, I, I kind of don't like the fact that they're both round. Um, mm-hmm. And also being a mom, even though my kids are older and they're past that I'm going to touch everything and see what it does phase, I could see other children doing that. Ooh, two round knobs. Let's mm-hmm. spin those. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and so I think that's, that's the only issue that I had with the vehicle at all. Right. Yeah. No, I, 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 I see where you're coming from, but then I always sell myself, if I'm going to be in this car more than a week, maybe that won't be an issue down the road, but maybe it's only an issue because I'm not used to it. Um, I don't, I don't know, you know, but you know, and, and I got to tell you, it's not easy reviewing a car because everybody out there listening to us thinks we're reviewing the car for them, and we're not. We're trying to be as middle of the road as we possibly can. Uh, you know, we'll have some of these cars that'll have a glitch, and you know, the, the the first reaction is to talk about the glitch. Well, the glitch, you know, the the glitch is not necessarily you know the issue. It's just a glitch. Anyway, hey, I keep forgetting to tell. Right. How do people find you? Uh, find me at focusdailynews.com. You know, news is so big right now, we're blowing it up. Or uh, facebook.com backslash YAK radio. All right. Well, hey, I look forward to talking to you next week. Let's see what you're going to be in then. <laughs> Sounds great. Thanks, Dave. All right, kiddo. All right, folks, this is the You Ought to Know Show right here on FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. <laughs> 
folks. Welcome back. You are listening to the You Ought to Know Show. FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. Hey, thanks, kiddo. Hey, this segment is brought to you by John's Automotive Care. 6267 Riverdale Street, Nap Auto Care, ASC certified. Master Tech can't beat it. John's Automotive Car Care. Well, I got Brian Armstead on the line in the Subaru Outback Wilderness. Let's see what? Uh, Kristen had it last week. You got it this week. I guess I better make a phone call. So you know, I have a shovel in my uh, in my wilderness to to shovel away all that horse manure you were oh, talking about. Oh, get a so, job! Uh, I was like, oh, this is a bunch of crock here. You no, know, it's not. Guy, he's such a great dude. I just, I love, I love my brother. I love him. I was like, oh my god, Dave! <laughs> you should see the notes I sent you. <laughs> I seen him. I seen him. I got my phone next to me. Brandon lost his on a roller coaster, so don't. Oh my goodness, send- he's a daredevil. Yeah, but he can still so, hey, he's still pinging it. He knows where the pieces are. And I forget, I forgot your 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 race radio sidekick is Brittany. 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 Hey, it was a, a NNY something. Anyway, how, how you guys? <laughs> All is well. Yeah. Good That's, to hear from you. Hey, we're, we're over here dealing with um, you know, and I do have a shovel in the car because we got another friggin' nor'easter coming right? through. So it's like, yeah. what, what perfect vehicle than the uh, Subaru Outback Wilderness? Now, the uh, Subaru lineup is quite impressive. You have the Outback, the Forester, the Impreza, the Crosstrek, the Legacy, the Ascent, the WRX, world-class rally car, sports car, sports sedan, rather, the BRZ, which is a very impressive rear-wheel drive sports car, the Soterra, the first EV electric vehicle from Subaru, and then the Wilderness. Ah, so the Wilderness is just, you know, it's it's all about getting out there in the wilderness, and it's got some really cool features for uh, for the 2022 model year, the first year for the Forester Wilderness and the Outback Wilderness. Starting price of thirty six nine ninety five. It features the Onyx Edition, which is the one I have, Dave and and, and Brittany. It's like black charcoal with a black matte uh, power dome decal on the hood. Copper accents, black wheels. This thing is just wow. Pretty. It's just really beautiful. Two point four liter turbocharged boxer engine, folks. If you don't know what a boxer engine is, think of a typical V-shaped configuration for your V8 or your V6 car. And the, the, the cylinders and the pistons are literally shaped in a V configuration. Well, a boxer engine lies flat and low in the chassis. And the pistons are horizontally opposed. When they go in and out, they look like they're boxing each other <laughs> like a rock'em, sock'em robot toy from the 1960s and 1970s. So it's a real cool engine. It provides Subaru the ability to keep the center of gravity low. So these Subarus don't tend to roll over very much because they have a low center of gravity. It also allows them to raise the, uh, the height of the um, Outback Wilderness to a impressive nine and a half inches of ground clearance. And Dave, one of my favorite features about this thing, it's got 700 pound roof load capacity. So what are you going to do? You're going to go to REI and you're going to check that box <laughs> at the Subaru website and you're going to get a tent to go up on the roof and it's just the coolest thing ever. Oh, yeah. Really, 
You are not going tent camping. Don't even start. Well, you know, I mean, I'm too busy driving Rolls Royces in South Beach, Dave. I don't have time to go camping, brother. Come on, man. I can see your feet sticking out of the end of the the tent as we speak. All my good, all my good Caucasian brothers from the Midwest and you know the North. You all have at it, you know. Yeah, you got that right, brother. <laughs> Goodness gracious! But um, Subaru is renowned, uh, as you know, Dave, for its symmetric, symmetrical all-wheel drive. Now, one would think that Subaru kind of invented the whole all-wheel drive thing. It was actually invented by Mercedes company back in you know way back when, late eighteen hundreds, early nineteen hundreds, and then Audi. Dave, as you know, and Brittany, I'm sure you know this because you're on Racer Radio, so you may recall the days when Audi dominated Rallycross mm-hmm. and, and Pikes Peak with Michelle Mouton, the French woman who just dominated an Audi Quattro all-wheel drive vehicles. So Audi had this whole Quattro thing going, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden, here comes Subaru with their symmetrical all-wheel drive, <laughs> and now, you know, when you go to Connecticut and Vermont, Massachusetts, you don't see Audis everywhere. You still see them. But you see a boatload of Subarus, uh, the Pacific Northwest. Yeah. Even in country, even in countries, even in states where you need four wheel drive, you see a plethora of Subarus because their all wheel drive is so advanced. They have a new system on the uh, Outback Wilderness called dual function out- X mode. So you have two different settings. You can have a setting for uh, snow and mud. And then you have another setting that allows you to um, to go into, uh, you know, dirt. So you have snow and dirt and deep snow and mud modes. So this is exclusive to the Outback Wilderness, and it stays. It allows you to go from this advanced mode to a regular mode at speeds over 25 miles an hour. It automatically shift from this deep, gets you out of the, out of the muck mode to a regular <laughs> highway or, or road type of travel mode. Really cool. 17-inch wheels, alloys, outfitted with Yokohama Geolander tires. They're all-terrain. They have better performance in mud or gravel roads. And Dave and Brittany, they don't make a lot of noise. This Subaru is one of the quietest cars I've ever been in. And i got to tell you, Dave, you know how much of a snob I am. (laughs) I actually actually thought about uh, trading in my Lexus LX570. For this Outback. And that's, that's to tell you how impressed I was, am rather, not was, am impressed with this vehicle. I love the fact that I can fit at 6'9", 900 pounds. I fit very well. And I also, Dave, we've been doing this for seven years now. There's one theme that I have pounded into the ears of our listeners over the years. Buy your cars based on safety. <laughs> Subaru has earned more Insurance Institute for Highway Safety Top Safety Pick Plus awards than any other brand since 2013. That's as of uh, August 2021, and they're they're not playing around. You know, they have a simple thing like if you open the rear doors, there's actually a door catch pin on the rear doors. So if you get side, a side impact on the rear doors, there's a safety pin that keeps that door tucked. It prevents further intrusion, and uh, Ford has had that on a couple of vehicles. Uh, but it's just a feature that you see standard on Subarus, but you don't see standard on some other cars. And at, a, at the smaller size that the 
Super Resolve versus the big boys like the LX570s and the Escalades and Suburbans, you need all the safety that you can get to compete in a big pickup truck and big SUV yeah. world, which is the U.S. market. Yeah. So um, I got to tell you, man, I'm, I'm just really blown away. Uh, my, my, beautiful, my beautiful lady, uh, Penn, she drives a Subaru Forester. Yeah. And her son, Chris, her son, Chris, has a Subaru Impreza. So I went to visit her the other day with the Outback, and we were, like, doing a commercial for, uh, you know, for, uh, for Subaru. It was just really cool. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yeah, the, the Subaru family that drives together stays together. Stays together. And another really cool feature that I, that I it, it's so smooth, Dave, I almost forgot to talk about it. This thing has what Subaru calls the Lydiatronic CVT, uh, continuously variable transmission. And it's, it's an eight-speed manual mode function with steering wheel paddle shifters. It is so crisp. The shift points are defined as if it's a regular, you know, just regular wow. transmission. You, you cannot tell this is a CVT. It does not whine like a CVT. You can actually downshift it through the eight-speed manual mode function, and it feels like a conventional transmission, and it doesn't make a whole lot of noise. And when you step on that boxer engine, and you combine that with manual shifting, you can jump on a few unsuspecting folks who may think, <laughs> oh, it's a Subaru, you yeah. know, it's a lane bit that's good for off-roading and all that kind of stuff. Um, and, you know, Subaru's really carved out this niche for, for adventure and off-roading, and I love that about the brand. Now, before, you know, whenever I'd get on the air with you, Dave, and start talking about Subarus, I would pine about how boring the interiors are. True. Well, Mr. Stahl... They now have an 11.6-inch Starling multimedia system. So basically, you take an iPad Pro, stick it on the middle of the dash, and it looks fantastic. All touchscreen or voice-controlled. Um, you know, it's, it's very sensitive to your input. They have a real volume and tuning knob. So you don't have to take your eyes off the road if you're on XM and switch, you know, from channel to channel or go to a bunch of menus like on Mazda, which I hate. Uh, every time you want to change the daggone channel, uh, skid plates on the front, all-terrain tires, upgraded suspension, the beautiful uh, system, symmetrical all-wheel drive. This Subaru, Dave, is ready to rock. It is a sensational automobile coming in at 39995 It's just really impressive. It's not even the top trim for the uh, Subaru Outback. You've got the Outback uh, starting at 26995 then you have the different uh, trim levels that go all the way up to the um, Outback. Um, hold on, let me get my computer uh, up to speed here. The Outback, base Outback 26945, premium 29145, Outback Limited 33595, uh, Outback Touring 37495, the Onyx Edition XT 35145, My Wilderness with the Onyx Edition Paint, Starts at thirty six nine nine five, but don't have a total uh, tally for it because I misplaced the um, information that NAVS provided for me. Uh, I will tell you that the fuel economy goes down as you go up in price. Like the Outback <laughs> Limited, thirty three miles a gallon, city twenty six, uh, thirty three city uh, highway twenty six city, with the Outback Wilderness twenty six and twenty two. So I think that's just because you got a lot more performance and power as you go up the scale. Uh, after the Wilderness Outback Limited XT thirty seven nine nine five, and then the Touring XT is the top of the line 
full lux, all the doodads and bells and whistles, 39.945. It is not unreasonable for a fully loaded model that is as capable as this Outback lineup to uh, to sticker at the full tilt limit for under 40 grand represents a great value when you consider that you can, you know, have an unfortunate circumstance and you can go back to Subaru.com and pick out another one. And you can't say that with all the models that are out on the market today. Folks, buy your cars based on safety. If you live in an area where you require all-wheel drive, you must consider a Subaru. They are sensational across the board. They're wise choices. They're reliable. They're dependable. And they are, they're cost-effective. And I just can't say enough good things about the direction that Subaru has taken over the last five years or so. These are legitimate cars. Go to Subaru.com and spec yours out. Dave will be back next week. And, Brittany, uh, mm-hmm. another great car review for you. Uh, Thank as you. Dave says a great. Absolutely. Dave I'm rolling with that today. Yeah. I'm rolling yeah. with that. Yeah. Roll with it. All right, buddy. Thanks a lot. Take care. You're the best. This is FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. All right, folks. Welcome back. You're listening to You Ought to Know FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. Convoy Auto Repair, right up there on Convoy Street, Nap Auto Care, AC certified, master tech, AAA approved, too. Can't beat it. Bumper Dock, Kearney Mesa, same location, scratches, dings, and dents, and lease returns. These guys are great. Both shops, right in the same spot. How could you beat it? All right, hey, I got Amy Cabidia. She's Ford Product Development. Interesting uh, title, The Great Resignation from Ford. Take a listen. All right, folks. Hey, I've got an interesting topic for you from Ford. Uh, and if I try not to ruin this lovely lady's name, Anish, Anisha Nguenya. You said it perfectly, but actually that is my co-conspirator on this project. Uh, oh. My name is Anish. Ami Kapadia, yeah, we ha- we have both of us, and we're uh, sharing all the interviews. So you're doing the double team, as the old thing. <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> so, kind of tell us about this uh, topic. Well, so what I want to talk to you about today is job sharing. Um, it, it relates, I think, to the press release you got on the Great Resignation because I, you know, there's a lot of people leaving the workforce right now, and job sharing is an enabler to keeping people in the workforce when they don't have balance in their life. Um, and, and something that Ford offers, and we've offered it for over 20 years, job um, sharing. And it's we have a transitional work agreement where you can enter into a partnership with somebody. It's two employees working part-time to fill a position that's normally held by one employee. Um, you can work anywhere from 40 to 90% and your partner can be some mix of that, and the two of you together with your people leader can determine, um, you know, how the role is split up. You can share every project that you work on together and just have certain days in the office, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday for one person, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday for the other, and overlap one day, or you can have a role where, you're doing extra work. Um, in my case, I work 90% and my job share partner works 90%. The company is getting 180% out of us. Um, so it's a huge benefit to the company, but it's also a benefit to us because we're getting 
a bit more balance in our life to take care of things outside of work. I think that is an amazing idea, and no, I am not surprised Ford would be doing this. Uh, one thing I'll tell you about Ford, I know you know it better than anybody, you guys are problem solvers. You know, if there's an issue that comes up, you guys don't just say deal with it or let me know how it works out. You guys go to the go to the drawing board, come up with a solution with everybody involved, implement it, and you've been doing it for 20 years. I mean, so everybody would think that this was a COVID thing, but it's not. It's getting the most out of your employees and allowing them to be just as flexible as the as the company. What what an awesome idea. Yeah, I feel very fortunate to work for a company that cares so much about the employees and wants to keep our knowledge within the company. You know, they they value our contribution. Well, yeah, and and like you said, they're getting more out of it basically for the same price. I mean, it's not like they're shortchanging you and you're not overcharging them uh, because, you, you know, I was a service manager for 30 years in the 70s, 80s, and 90s, and keeping people at the dealer level motivated was not the easiest thing in the world to do. But to be able to see what issues are going on, especially at the corporate level, because if you can keep your corporation people happy, it just trickles all the way down to the dealer level. Yeah, absolutely. It, we definitely, those of us who do job share feel much more efficient because when we're at work, we're at work. And when we have that percent time off, we're able to be at home or wherever we need to be for whatever reason. The other thing about job sharing is it's not just for moms. Uh, you know, it's not just for dads. It's for whatever reason that you could be in an early part of your career you could be starting a family growing your family you could be taking care of an elderly parent or you could be ready to retire and wanting to tailor your hours as you phase out of the company so it's right. it's an all career time um advantage that you can take uh, a benefit that you can take advantage of well you're also investing in your people and i guess that's really the way to look at it I mean, because at Ford Motor Company, you know, you're not 059627-3. You know, you're an actual person, and they know that if they can keep your, you know, work habits happy and, and, and the end result is a positive uh, output at whatever job you're doing, whether you're working on the line. Yeah, I even started a four-day work week back in the uh, 70s when everybody thought that was a four-letter word. But when you gave technicians every other week a three-day weekend, they were th – because once you're at work, you're at work. Whether it's an eight-hour day or a ten-hour day, you know, it's just a number. I used to try to get them to – you know, especially if I was at a dealership in a bedroom community uh, – to open on Sundays. Well, you thought I was selling cocaine when I brought that one up. <laughs> But when you go to the local dealer or local repair shops, the independents, they were open on Sunday and they were making a killing. So I'm 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 not saying I'm ahead of the curve, but I'm a problem solver. I look at situations and I try to get the most production out of my people yeah. with with the biggest smiles on their face, right? 
Yes, exactly. And the benefit to the company is huge. You have you oh. know, a cumulative experience applied to one job. So if you have two employees that have 20 years experience, that's oh. 40 years between them. Um, you have their combined strength. My job share partner and I like to call it our superpower is our, our personal networks because she grew up in the company in a completely different area than I did. We are both engineers, but she grew up in the powertrain area. I grew up in the body engineering area, and they put that together. You have the whole vehicle picture. Um, Absolutely. So I have to tell yeah. you one story before I let you go. You'll love this. Sure. Because, <laughs> you know, you're in the car business. Comebacks are terrible. You know, the last thing you want to do is fix a car and then have it come back with a problem. So I, if I had it, and I and I used to I used to fix stores. I'd go to the ones with the worst CSI, fix them, and go to another one and go to another. And one of my one of the things I would do is if let's say you brought your your Ford in and a technician got grease on the carpet, okay, because he didn't put the paper mat down right, so he just didn't care about it. So if you came back to my office and complained about it, I said not a problem. Have a seat. Then I would page the technician. The technician would come into my office and say, hey, Dave, what can I do? I said, I need you to sit down and talk to a me and explain to her how you got grease on her carpet. And, and let me know how that works out. And I'd leave the office. <laughs> <laughs> Guess what? We never had that problem again. And that's how I resolve comebacks. Instead of yelling yeah. hard and, and taking money out of your pocket, I made you, the technician, explain to the customer why you did what you did. Not that you did it intentionally, and then I would usually either clean the floor mats or give the customer a brand new set of floor mats. So, sure. those are, <laughs> And those are the kinds of things you're doing today. I mean, not necessarily fixing problems within the dealer level, but you're taking the talent of the crew and getting the best result out of it. But I thought you'd get a kick out of that one. I, I yeah. That well, and I'll share one more thing with you um, that you may have read in the press release. But um, one thing about job sharing at Ford, it's it's been going on for over 20 years, but it's been very hard in the past to find a partner. Um, people were, just did it by networking. You would talk to your boss and say, I'm looking to go part-time. You might talk to a friend. Do you know anyone that wants to job share? I'm full-time right now. I need to have some balance. Um, it was very much through networking, and if you didn't have a network or you didn't know where to ask or you were too shy to ask because you didn't want to tell people you're going part-time, you had a, a hard time. It takes a long time to find a job share partner. What Aniso and I have done is create an app. It's like... It's like Match.com for job share partners. Um, you go in, you create a profile, um, you enter your skill set, your career aspirations, a um, little bit about yourself, your region, where you work, um, what, and what we're trying to do is launch this globally within the country's policies. Um, and then you get matched with people that have similar skill sets. You also have the ability to look at people that have different skill sets than you, and you might have a lower percent match with them, but you may you might want somebody with a different background than you. Um, sure. And then it, it just sets up the the connection. It connects people with people, and you can choose if you want to call or email that person and say, hey, let's meet. Let's interview each other. Let's see if we would, um, you know, it, do we want to date? Do we want to get engaged? Do we want to get married? Those kinds of um, things. <laughs> that is really, see, and, I, and, I, and that's, I, that's one of the things I love about Ford Motor Company. 
I don't know if the other manufacturers are doing it, but you guys are the only ones calling me and talking to me about it. And I got to tell you, my listeners love it when I bring interviews like this to the table because it gives it instills confidence in them, in which in turn they buy Ford products. So I just well, that's yeah. good. That's good to hear. I, I'm glad to hear that. And you're in California, right? Is that yeah, correct. It's really terrible. Yeah, San Diego. It's seventy something <laughs> degrees. It's seven. <laughs> it's really terrible. Well, I may have to take the rest of the day off. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I mean, I, this is just a personal note. I am actually in California right now too, so I, oh. I found it entertaining that they gave me the interview with you because I was like, oh great, we're on the same time. It's good. <laughs> yeah, you don't have to get yeah. up at oh dark thirty. Well, thank you very, very, very much for reaching out and. Anytime you've got some updated news, just reach out to John, and I would be totally thrilled to uh, get you, get you interviewed and uh, get you on the number one uh, listen to uh, automotive show out here on the coast. Plus, I'm on every podcast, and and I don't know if you heard the name of the show. You auto. I did. Cool, huh? Yes, my husband loved that too. I was he asked me if he could listen, and I I said, well, I'll find out. But I was telling him the name of the show, so it's great. <laughs> Absolutely. In fact, if you ever want to, you know, send me an email at stalled at cox dot net. That's just stall. Okay. Terrible, terrible name for a car guy. S T A L L. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll be more than happy to send you the interview. Great. Thank you so much. All right. You have a wonderful week. You too. Bye bye. Take now. care. This program is sponsored by Dave Stall. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for donald trump to hire i find out the worst enemy that i'm going to face in my life is right here in america they took my assessment and they wanted me to change it i was like i'm not changing it they had to get rid of flint with in-depth interviews archival footage and never before seen personal record to the man behind the headlines i just felt like i was drowning flynn deliver the truth whatever the cost available now watch it today go to salemnow.com salemnow.com